Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cog Loop Post Game Reaction Show. I am Dylan Lark at your bullet tank on Twitter slash X, and I am here to talk about yesterday's huge win, a 48 to 10 win over the Arkansas Razorbacks, which got your Auburn Tigers bowl eligible. For the first time since 2021, which doesn't seem that far long ago. See people coming in the chat. What's up, James? What's up, AJ? What's up, Teresa? What's up, Auburn Dad for Life? I'm sure everyone is feeling a little loopy because now you can start planning some uh, Christmas uh, vacation trips to wherever Auburn may get their bowl game, whether that be in Charlotte for the Duke's Mayo Bowl or Nashville for the New York City Bowl, or if they finish out 8-4. and four, Fingers crossed on that. Uh, probably somewhere better. Uh, even if it's like maybe Tampa, Birmingham, of course. I know everybody wants to go to the Birmingham Bowl because that is just the best bowl game to possibly go to. But yeah, I'm going to let some of y'all filter in as I get ready to talk about this game where we saw an absolute explosion from the run game uh, coming from, and I have the Auburn Rutgers game going on on my screen. So let me pull up the Auburn box score. 354 yards on the ground, thanks to, I mean, a huge game from Jarquez Hunter. Again, another 100-yard game from him. 88 yards from Peyton Thorne, 64 yards from Damari Austin, 42 from Brian Batte, 32 from Robbie Ashford, and just 19 from Jeremiah Cobb. This, I'm trying to remember, what was the Tampa Bowl game called again? It's not, it's not, what it, it's not the Outback Bowl anymore. I'm trying to remember what exactly they changed it to, but I'll uh, – that way y'all figure that out. But yeah, Auburn absolutely found a I and we go proper English and identity. And it's been back-to-back weeks where we've seen that. Uh heavy on the run game. Peyton Thorne has done a very good job of running this offense very well. Uh his read option abilities has been has been going has been light years better than it started off. And I do is it the citrus bowl? I I know that I know Outback no longer does it. Could be citrus. I do not know. Uh, but yeah, uh, Peyton Thorne also just again, just been lights out uh, last couple weeks. Uh, 12 for 20, 163 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception. My only negative thing going on with Peyton Thorne is the fact that he had two throws, which were very blind. I think it's the word I'm going to use here. Blind throws thrown into coverage. He had one where he got dropped. And he had the other one that got picked off. Uh, that's the only issue I really had with the offense. I mean, 
you don't really want to trust Peyton Thorne to throw the ball that many times during the game. Got 163 yards out of him. That's pretty. If you get 163 yards, three touchdowns, it's pretty good, especially whenever you're running the ball as well as you did against against Arkansas's defense, who Arkansas's defense, not a bad defense. Uh, definitely a team that definitely struggled throughout the throughout the years. The three and seven. And I know there. I think there's some rumors going around that they're going to fire Sam Pittman. Uh, I believe those are factual. Uh, so I think Sam Pittman might be gone. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's actually been officially fired. I think it's just rumored. I know Jim Fisher has been fired, and believe me, we're going to talk about all about that on the Tuesday show because a certain five-star wide receiver might be coming towards Auburn. Hopefully, maybe, and not to mention the other two commits that Auburn got this weekend. And of course, also talking about Auburn's what looks to be a win over Rutgers for women's basketball. Coach Shea starting off three and out. So all around, if volleyball would have won, but a great weekend, a perfect weekend for Auburn athletics. But that's neither here nor there. And I do think that Equestrian lost to AM. Yeah. Uh, so those two kind of hurt. Uh, but looking at it, I mean, I don't, I don't think there was that many drops. I didn't see. I didn't see any drops this game. If it were, if it were, it was good coverage. Uh, definitely an improvement from last week, uh, and that was evidence from the gameplay. I mean, the de- and the defense. Holy crap, the defense. But just to have some sort of uh, unity going on here, as I see some of y'all coming in and see. So, Rely a Quest Bowl. That is the right one. Yeah, I think two drops, AJ. I think it, I think it was – I don't think it was that many drops. Uh, last week, I believe it was seven. This week, it was two. Uh, that that's a staunch improvement. Uh, look from receivers. Javarius Johnson had a great game, three catches, fifty-three yards. Caleb Burton had a great catch off uh, to get forty-five yards, set up Auburn up for I believe. I don't think that would score a touch on that drive. Might be. Yeah, Teresa, that might be another negative I have. Uh, just pull that up while I'm talking about it. Drops by Camden Brown, I believe. We've seen the last of Camden Brown being a reliable target. Definitely a guy who came into the season with a lot of hype. I definitely had a lot of hype for him. I saw one of my very many cold takes that I've had throughout the season thus far. And one of those was I thought Camden Brown was going to be Auburn's leading receiver. Even going further than that, I thought he's going to have about 900 yards receiving. So uh, cold takes on both ends of that spectrum. Uh, strictly because I just I don't know what's going on with Camden Brown. I don't know what happened to him over the offseason. I don't know if it's the fact that Auburn got better wide receivers than Camden Brown. Uh, he just seemed to – it might just be a sophomore slump, possibly. I'm trying to look at Auburn's leading receivers, 305 yards from Vado Fairweather. And Camden Brown only has eight catches for 78 yards. But I, I think it's just a sophomore slump. He's definitely a talented guy. It sucks to see him struggle this much uh but it's something that you you see very often from players i mean auburn has had a couple of sophomores that just kind of fell off a little bit uh but if if only one receiver is causing the drops i don't find as much of an issue because you can just take him out of the game plan uh but overall i mean valdo had a great game plan for him a little p uh, the pa end rounds uh, to him on the flat route, that was very that was drawn up very well. Gave Rivaldo plenty of chances to show off his athleticism. Uh, Caleb Burton showed off his speed. I think he had a couple of targets, uh, a couple more targets, but I think they were uh, overthrown. Uh, Jay Fair got himself two catches. Jarquez got himself two catches, and Tyler Fromm got a catch as well. Uh, so a nice distri- a six 
different receivers caught passes, and it's just overall just a very good uh, performance overall from this offense. Uh, the interceptions, they happen. Uh, it, the interception by both quarterbacks from Robbie Ashford as well. Uh, the ball just kind of got away from him uh, on Robbie's front and on the, on the Arkansas for Peyton Thorns. I just don't think he saw the defender. Uh, and that's pretty much the only negative stuff in this offense. Camden Brown and uh, the blind throws. Uh, I will say I am now of the uh, persuasion, based on what I've seen watching the games, uh, that I do believe Robbie Ashford might be entering the portal. Uh, at the end of the season, if not by the end of the Iron Bowl, I do think we've probably, I don't think we've seen that. I think we're, I think he's going to try to find a way to get out of Auburn because I just don't think that he's going to be part of the picture next year. And that's coming from a guy who is the biggest Robbie Ashford fan and the Auburn fan realm. I don't think Robbie Ashford will be returning to the Auburn Tigers. Uh, that is just me. No one else is telling me that. That is just something I am thinking myself. Uh, but overall, uh, it sucks for me. Uh, I, I I think that I've heard rumors that his camp is going to be trying to, is going to find ways to get around uh, and let him transfer out. Uh, and like Albert Dad say, he can't leave after the spring. So I, I I think he's. He, I know you can kind of say that he can kind of initiate that and say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave as soon as I can," kind of stuff. That way. Not that anyone talks to him, but like just to have that out of the way. Uh, let's see. Jeez, uh, Barnett at Dylan. I know a lot of people want to see Cam flip. If Damian Craig came to Auburn as the OC, I see Cam following him. That's the only way I think we get him. Thoughts? Um, I don't know. I think Damian Craig has a sour taste in his mouth for Auburn. At least that's what I've gotten from some of the tweets he's tweeted out towards us. Uh, I don't know if. It kind of depends. I don't think Phil Montgomery returns, but I don't know if Auburn. I don't know if he first goes for Damian Craig. I know he's kind of built up a select staff of of Auburn, like former Auburn players, and like Zach Etheridge, Trevon Reed, Cadillac, so on, so forth. All those players who uh, were ver- like have done a great job recruiting. I don't think Damian Craig goes back to Auburn. I, I don't think he does. Uh, I do think I do think there's a high chance of a Cam Cam Coleman flip. I don't know if he's going to follow Damian Craig, but I do know that. If he doesn't, Auburn is uh, Auburn is a second choice, and I think he even said it was like a fifty-fifty. Auburn shot a fifty-fifty shot, and that's really uh, that's that's all you got to hear. Listen into that with Jim Fisher gone, uh, and Arkansas is out of the picture with Sam Pittman gone. I, I don't know. They might have a whole collapse as well. Uh, and uh, don't forget the strange portal class. Uh, A and M brought in a lot of great players over the past two years. Uh, some of them didn't transfer, are still there. Uh, I don't know how many of them are going to remain there, uh, but also I don't know how often people were committed to Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. So that's not me speculating anything. That's just me thinking. I don't think players actually commit to Jimbo Fisher. I think they committed to A&M. If not A&M, then possibly uh, some other things that came about. But yeah, I, I understand what you're coming from there. I, I just, I don't think Damian Craig comes to Auburn. I, I don't know if that's even feasible to happen unless Hugh Freeze has something going on behind the scenes that we just don't know about. Uh, Cadillac becoming offensive coordinator. I am all for it. I see a couple of those in the, in the comments uh, saying that because if this run game is, looks as good as it does uh, with just Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze calling it. Imagine how good it would look with Hugh, with uh, Cadillac Williams calling it with 
how good the run game was at the end of the season last year under Cadillac. So I, I don't want really to get too far into that because I'm here to talk about this game from yesterday. But I completely agree. I would love it. I would love it if Cadillac became the offensive coordinator. But I do. I, I think Cadillac has a great spot where he is right now. Uh, just getting the – has Caddy Mr. back yet? I don't believe he has. Uh, I know uh, Fat Burnett, I believe, now is a Missouri lock. I don't think – I don't know if he's a lock, but he's definitely a heavy Missouri lean. Uh, and I think Daniel Hill, from what I've heard, an athlete from uh, Meridian, uh, Mississippi, is now Auburn's like top running back target for this class. Uh, but we'll get more into that uh, Tuesday. Uh, defensively, what a day from this defense. Uh, start off with the big name on the on campus right now, Jalen McLeod, who had three sacks, four TFLs, and nine tackles from Jalen McLeod, who absolutely played outstandingly yesterday for the Auburn Tigers. Eugene Sante got half a sack. Marcus Harris got a sack and a half. And I believe uh, some other people around here, uh, Austin uh, K and Lee. Kay and Lee, I want to talk about. Kay and Lee had probably the best pass deflection I have seen ever. Uh, just jumping right over a Arkansas wide receiver. And I believe uh, DJ James is trying to play his way back into that first round as well. Overall, I think this is probably the best we've seen this defense play all, all season long. Uh, offensively, I might say the same uh, for that as well, but definitely defense as well. I see somebody talking about Fat Burnett. Didn't Fat Burnett have great issues for Auburn, or was that a rumor? I, I guess it's a, it probably just a rumor because I've not heard anything about that. Uh, I, I AJ got it right. I'm gonna pull up AJ's. Uh, Fat is it coming to Auburn because this running back room is all returning? Jarquez Hunter again, who's on his third game in a row of getting 100 yards, is returning. Uh, Jeremiah Cobb is only going to be a sophomore next year. Damari Austin as a dog. Uh, I think Brian Batie is also a junior. I believe that is fact. Yeah, Brian Batie also a junior. Uh, and, I mean, this running back room is loaded. And if you get Daniel Hill, I mean, Justin Jones and uh, the walk-on has definitely played his way into – I don't think he's going to get any reps, but he's definitely proven by some of his playing time that he is a very good running back. And Sean Jackson as well, also a very good running back overall. But, yeah – uh, Auburn forced another turnover. I think that's 19 straight for the Auburn Tigers uh, getting turnovers uh, in games. I believe 19, 19 or 18. Uh, Marcus Harris and Caleb Wooden both getting fumble recoveries. Caleb Wooden almost getting a, a scooping score had he just been a little bit quicker on his feet, but neither here nor there. Uh, and I think overall, uh, I think the other biggest news tidbit from this game, it, it's kind of hard to talk about wins. Especially wins like this because it's like, okay, we played amazingly. We were, this was the best we've looked all year. Uh, Alex McPherson, uh, again, not missing a single kick in his entire Auburn career. I believe he is, I'm trying to remember exactly what the number is. He's got made in a row. Uh, so is it 17 in a row, I believe? I know he missed one last year. Uh, I think it's 17 in a row. 17 or 16 in a row. Uh, but let's see, going through some comments here is Daniel Hill committed to anyone or vomited to anyone. Uh, I don't think he is. I think he's a Bama crystal ball, but I don't think he's actually committed anywhere yet. Unless I've just been lied to. 
Uh, yeah, he's not committed anywhere. He is a, he's got some crystal balls to Alabama, but from what I've been hearing, he is a, one of the top targets with the, with the decommitment of fat Burnett. Let's see. 20 straight next week for a program number 800. That's going for the turnovers going for program. win. is that going to be Auburn's 800th win ever by getting, uh, New Mexico state. I almost forgot who we play next week. Uh, try not to look ahead. Uh, so we got 17, 17, 17. Got a lot of 17, 20 straight turnovers. Okay. Oh, so you're coming up there. Let's see, yesterday was 19. Next one is 800. That's awesome. So, I mean, so, so how, how many, how, how many seasons would it take for Auburn to get to a thousand wins? I'm trying to see if I can see that in my lifetime. Uh, cause I don't know if I can, <laughs> if it, if it's, well, I guess, Let's see, 10 years, 10, that eh, won't be that long. If Auburn averages like what, 10 wins next 10 seasons, I'm definitely booging saying that, but I could see that in 20 years. So not bad. That one would be terrible. Uh, 13 natty years, that that I'm all for. So that, are you counting for the 12-team playoffs? Because that adds another what? To say Auburn goes twelve and zero. Oh, that's what the expanded playoffs. So thirteen years in total for Auburn to. If Auburn goes, so how many? I need you to do the quick the math on that. How many games does that add to it? Because you got twelve games. It only adds one extra game. So instead, so it's twelve plus two playoff games. And the is it seventeen? Seventeen games. It's like seventeen and zero throughout the. Like that, so seventeen hundred throughout thirteen years, Auburn gets to a thousand wins all time. I I graduated with a liberal arts degree. I'm not a mathematician, uh. So, yeah, uh. But yeah, Auburn again, like everyone's saying, Auburn is now bowl eligible and next week, and I just saw people eight hundredth win, uh, clinch a winning season for I was say the first first time since twenty 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 one, I believe. No, no, because I believe he finished. Six and seven that year. Let's see. Winning regular season has not happened since 2020. So last year of Gus Malzahn was the last year Auburn had a winning record. And also the last time Auburn had a huge uh, scored 40 points against the SEC opponent was in 2020. And this is the largest SEC road win Auburn's had since 2017. So that's. Auburn is finally getting hot at the right time. This is the best time in the world for Auburn to get hot because I just, I don't want to say those glasses are looking at me over there. I don't want to start booging and say Auburn's going to beat Alabama, but I definitely think that if Auburn plays like this and kind of take it to Alabama, I don't think this Bama team is beatable. They're beatable. I'm not saying Auburn's going to beat them. I'm saying this Bama team is beatable before anybody clips anything and sends it to some Tuscaloosa place. This Bama team is very beatable. And all it takes is just to lock down and force Jalen Milrow not to... I, I, it starts with stopping Jalen Milrow. And I know I'm getting... I don't want to get two weeks ahead of anything because I do think New Mexico State definitely could be a trap game because they are definitely a very good GO5 team. And I think that they are... I know they have like six wins, maybe eight and three. This New Mexico State team is eight and three going to this game. 
and they still have two more games left. What? Am I crazy? Eight and three. How did it? They have an extra game on their schedule. That's how do they, how do they do this? Oh, because they were playing week zero, so they get an extra game. Ah, okay, I get it. Yeah, but definitely not a team that Auburn should say. Auburn's a 22-point favorite against Mexico State, but definitely if they start overlooking anybody, that's going to be some bad news. Uh, they're going to play for their conference championship, too. I mean, I got that from that because I was like, I saw they're 8-3, and three, and they have two more games left in the regular season. They're playing Liberty uh, in the CUSA championship, it looks like. But let's see. Did I get that right? Did they play... They play 13 games in the regular season. That's have fun with that. Uh, CUSA and all the best teams from the CSA left for the AAC. That's correct. UTSA, uh, one of those teams. I know. I tried. I picked them to win the American. Uh, I wasn't too far off. They're not that far behind, right? I don't think they are. Because they're six and zero in the conference, so they still have a very high chance of winning the winning the American. Uh, they just got off to a rough start playing Houston Army and uh, Tennessee. But, Houston, but UTSA, getting hot at the right time. 7-3 uh, and three coming up with South Florida, and then Tulane as well. And I know I'm talking about that. Yeah, UTSA is third in the American, and all they got to do is beat Tulane, and they got it. Me and Teresa can, can celebrate uh, UTSA taking it to the American Conference. And we got me and me and Harris Tarney to have a show about uh, what we definitely missed out on on uh, our conference championship predictions. Because I, I'm going to take this moment on this live stream before Tar can even beat me to it. I'm going to go and apologize for my stupid Penn State beliefs uh, because they're not good. They're not. It's not that they're not good. Their offense is very bad. So yeah, uh, just pull up. See, look at the comments here. James Burnett, we have we have won the Iron Bowl with less talent. Twenty twenty one, we always beat them with a one legged quarterback. I think we get them this with this roster. Maybe I'm booging Lowell. I mean, I definitely agree that you're booging, but or feeling a little loopy. I said that AJ. Uh, I just this is definitely an Auburn team that is going to give Bama fits. I don't think that it, it comes down to I Jalen Milrow has been playing great, which burns my tongue to say. Uh, it really does. Jalen Moore's been playing great football for the past two, not three, like three, four, five weeks. He's been playing very, very good football. And I just think that if Auburn can force Jalen Moore to be more of a passer than a runner, he, he'll make mistakes. Uh, and this Auburn defensive back core has been very good at making uh, quarterbacks make mistakes. Uh, Jay Simp, of course, been one of those top dogs on there. DJ James was a PBU mastermind against Arkansas. All I need from this team is to take advantage of the fact that Alabama's offensive line is the, one of the worst they've had in years past. And Auburn can be in this football game. I'm not saying they're going to win. Not going to say they're going to win. Not saying it whatsoever. I'm just saying. This Auburn team can cause this Alabama team fits. Because I'm trying my best to keep these glasses at ease until I want to start using them during basketball season a lot more to bug. But, I mean, they're they're calling my name over there uh, as the Iron Bowl gets closer because I've definitely been thinking about that game. That game's going to be on my mind for the next, like, two weeks.
or 13 days. Definitely gonna be in my mind since then. And especially because I my students in my class that I teach, uh, they're going to be very loud uh, if that game does not go in the way I think it does. Or th- hope it does. There we go. Uh, but overall, I, uh, let's go Prince Major. Eight wins would be great for recruiting. Yes, it would. And I mean, even right now, six wins has been doing great numbers for recruiting. I mean, going into next, I, I with picking up uh, Jamonta Waller and I'm going to butcher his last name, Ryan Gee, I believe. Uh, if anyone has a pronunciation guide for that name, I would love to have it now uh, before he gets on the planes. Uh, but overall, I mean, those, those two huge pickups. Uh, you have you already have Perry Thompson committed, Walker White. Uh, if you can get. You can get Cam Coleman. Uh, it, it, I think it rounds out the class. I don't. I don't just round out the class, but it definitely uh, picks it up to a way where I, I need to actually see where exactly Auburn would rank if they did pick up Cam Coleman in this class. Because right now they're 16th. So if you add Cam Coleman, which his name is actually Cameron, uh, let me type that in instead. Uh, pick up Cam Coleman from Central. I'm sorry. This is taking. I swear I can spell. Post Auburn up to a projected team score of 269, which that would put them at 12th in the country, which I, I think 12 is probably the best potential landing spot for this Auburn team to start off. If you can, and yeah, Laquan Robinson. I'm a hot about Laquan Robinson. I've been talking about that one for like weeks. Uh, but yeah, Auburn's been doing great recruiting with just six wins. Uh, being competitive in games, the Georgia game was a huge game for uh, for recruiting, only losing by seven to them. Uh, and then I believe Ole Miss. We talked about how that game definitely showed that Auburn was weak in locations that definitely needed to be helped. And then yesterday, I mean Auburn. What I don't want to say they're perfect, but they played awesomely. It definitely showed. Where Auburn needs some depth in places and definitely could pick up a lot of other players. If Auburn could pick up, like, get Cam Coleman and several, like, four- and five-star players just to, like, fill up the depth chart. I mean, this Auburn, this class could go up in the top tens. It, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, and let's see. AJ, good question from AJ. Looking back at Arky, does this count as four quarters of good offense finally? I would say, Yeah. I would say you got very solid offense all four quarters. You saw a great Peyton Thorn, uh, not great. You saw a good Peyton Thorn for uh, the his entire playing time. Outside that dumb interception that he made, that was about it. And I believe Auburn only gave up like one sack uh, the entire game. So overall, you got you got a good offense for for about I like how James said three and a half quarters. Which I mean, we've been asking. I haven't seen it at times. I've not seen a half of good football from this offense, but it's definitely a huge win in the department of making sure this offense actually gets into the, into the realm of competitiveness you want to see. And I definitely want to start having competition about where Auburn might go to a bowl game at. I, I, cause I think right now, I, I think Auburn just locked in fifth in the West and uh, in, in the last year of the, of the bowl eligible of the of bowl eligibility of the last year of the, uh, divisions in the sec uh and you kind of just need ellis or you think you need a&m to lose i don't know maybe you're gonna be tied for fourth and that's the best you could possibly do uh 
yeah, rip. But yeah, uh, I I I need to look through the bowl list and see exactly where SEC teams can go because uh, I think Auburn's going to be the I don't want to say the worst, but definitely the last team uh, ranked in bowl eligibility unless Florida finally gets that fifth w- or that sixth win. I don't think South Carolina's going to get bowl eligible. Uh, with Clemson back over schedule, Florida, I don't think can either. I think they have too tough of a schedule to wrap up the year with Missouri and Florida. Also, Missouri, really good. So I think Auburn might be going to either the Duke's Mayo Bowl, the Music City Bowl, or the Birmingham Bowl. And that's me. I think the, the first two are more likely without Auburn finishing 6-6. Six and six. So, I mean, a, a bowl win can be very beneficial because that shows more progression from a coach than anybody we have seen in a very long time. I mean, even I don't, when was what the music city bowl against Purdue with Auburn's last postseason win. Uh, and that was, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, but then again, after that, that was the only real bowl win that I think Gus Malzahn really got uh, while at Auburn. And let's see, Auburn FLI six and six. You up for Auburn or for Florida? Because I remember I was talking about both of them for the first time. That's like six and six. I'm I'm confused, but I confuse myself. Uh, let's see, Teresa, isn't the twenty four class have the average stars of six? We just don't have the quantity to be higher. That's that's the truth. Uh, that that is actually what has been going. How the twenty four seven rankings work. Uh, usually, I think it was Ole Miss earlier on. Auburn had more five and four stars than than Ole Miss, but but uh, Missouri, uh, Ole Miss was ranked higher because they had like eight three stars. So that, that's how those rankings work. The quantity helps. So even if Auburn got like three or four or three stars, uh, Auburn would shoot up in the rankings just because the quantity would make the score go up on that. Uh, did I say Auburn's going? I, I don't think I was. Auburn's not going six and six. Did I say that? Because uh, I know we a few weeks ago we thought that Auburn was going to get six and six because we thought they were going to lose out <laughs> because of how bad that LSU game was. And we are definitely, I don't know what the opposite of booging is, but that's what we were doing after the LSU loss, but overall, I mean, Auburn has a good chance to finish with eight wins. Uh, that means seven and five with a bowl win or eight and four with a, with a, with a bowl game ahead of them. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not saying Auburn's being Alabama. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying Auburn has a good chance to finish eight wins. I don't know where that, I'm taking one of Tar's book. I don't know where the eighth win comes from, but Auburn's getting eight wins this year, especially if they can play like they did yesterday, especially if they can get Peyton Thorne to play consistent, uh, get a consistent Peyton Thorne for the next two weeks. Get a consistent Peyton Thorne for the next two weeks. That's all you got to do. Get the run game going as quickly as possible. Because that's going to pay in dividends down the stretch. I don't think New Mexico State's going to stop the run game, but definitely looking looking down the stretch to Alabama and their defense. You're going to need to get the offense really moving and grooving all the way down. And Auburn definitely. I remember when we complained about an eight-win season. And that kind of goes back to whenever Gus Malzahn just had, I think, four or five 
Not four or five. He definitely just had. Whenever Gus had like three eight one seasons in a row, I think he had something along those lines. It was like, when are you going to hit that next step? When are you going to get that next step up? Uh, biggest gift from Potato Man: Darkwest Hunter, Caddy, respect, and humbleness for eight wins. And there was there was something I've been looking around. I think the Potato staff were was really good at scouting players. I think some of our best players from this year were guys that that staff brought in. They just didn't know how to coach them up to be as good as they were. So I definitely think we benefited from that. Uh, and just having Coach Freeze kind of move these players into a specific groove that you want to see from players like this. I mean, Damari Alston came came from that staff. Uh, looking at Javari, not Javari Johnson, uh, Jay Fair, Marcus Harris, uh, see Keontae Scott, Eugene Asante. Uh, Donovan Kaufman, uh, McAllister, not McAllister, just Kaufman. I was going too far in depth on the on the Bandy guys. Uh, are all guys that that last staff brought in. Uh, I just think that they just didn't know how to coach them. Uh, they could recruit. Uh, they they could recruit. They could scout, uh, but they could not coach. So, uh, Dark Cousin Damari came from Caddy, not Potato Man. But I will say. I agree, but then again, I also would say that the Potato staff did retain uh, Jarquez in his, in his recruiting class and did also recruit Damari. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. Not, this is the only positive conversation you're ever going to get out of that, that staff from me, ever. I'm just saying. They scouted those players. Just saying. that That's just me. And, of course, we don't know how the free staff is going to develop over time. Uh, Cause I, from, I don't know who Auburn's going to have. Uh, and as part of the staff next year, uh, cause I don't know if people are going to leave or get fired. Uh, I get yeah, caddy was on that staff and potato man retained caddy instead of letting him leave. Not because I think the boosters weren't going to let caddy leave no matter what, but definitely played a role in get, keeping him around. Cause I just think again, I don't like Potato Man at all. I don't. I hate him. He he goes up there in the on my list of names. I never want to say it. It, that's basically he's Voldemort to me. I'm just saying they scouted very well. That's all I'm saying. I'll leave it at that. They scouted very well. But I do think I think Hugh Freeze has showed def, uh, a lot of a lot of positive motion towards getting this Auburn class a potential top 10. But I think, again, like I said earlier, I think 12 is going to be uh, the peak of where you want to be. It's not – it's high enough to where it gets you the right guys to come in. Uh, And I just think getting past that's going to be a stretch because at that point you're just trying to recruit the same players or the same same positions again and again and again. Uh, I would love to see it if this staff could flip a couple more Bama guys, uh, potentially Ryan Williams. I've heard a lot of smoke around him. Uh, AJ, yeah, top 20, 2025 is going to be a top 10 class. I'm going to, I'm telling y'all right now. I, You can quote me on that. You can uh, use it against me if you want to make fun of me next year, whenever, if it doesn't happen. 
but Auburn's going to have top 10, top 10 class in recruiting next year. That's for sure. Because I, I think there's smoke around Ryan Williams. Uh, Ryan Gee was a huge pickup. Uh, there's a couple other people I've been hearing about, uh, but I don't want to say their names because I don't want to sound dumb if it doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, that class next year is going to be ridiculous. But if Auburn, Auburn's going to get key positions of need right away in this class, and a lot of these freshmen are going to be playing right away. Cam Coleman, Perry, uh, not Cam, I'm not going to say Cam Coleman right now. So I move him aside. Uh, but Perry Thompson uh, is going to be playing right away. Uh, and I think it'd be dumb not to. Uh, Bryce Kane, uh, another wide receiver in that class, people would seem to forget about. Michael, Malcolm Simmons uh, definitely could be playing right away or playing into certain roles. Demarcus Riddick definitely be playing right away. Uh, and a few other guys. I, I don't know how much Jamonto Waller will. I do think he's he's very good. I definitely think out of the two uh, defensive tackles in this class, I think that's him and Malik Blockton are definitely guys who could very, very well play their way into those roles and getting in the field very early. And Demetri Nicholas as well. Uh, just defense tackles who are very, very good. Jamonta Waller and Blake. I, I've, I've had a chance to, for the team that I, for the high school team that I, for the school I teach at, they had to play against Blake Blockton. And again, their, their entire strategy for Blake Blockton was just, we're going to run the ball. But we're going to run the other way than he where he is. So if he's on the right side, we're running the left. If he's on the left side, we're running the right. And he still he still ate that day. So yeah, no overall, just uh, Joseph Phillips, another linebacker, and I'm trying to remember the other guy, uh, DJ DJ Barber. There we go. There we go. I can't remember his name for a second. Also, another guy who's going to be playing right away. Uh, overall, this 2024 class is just going to be awesome. No matter where it finishes, you're getting a lot of freshmen going to be playing on the, on the field right away. You're seeing you're going to see another Keldrick Falk, uh, Connor Lou, Jeremiah Cobb, Kayan Lee kind of kind of names kind of come out from this class and kind of get on the field as soon as they get on campus. It's because I think a few of these guys are going to be coming to come to Auburn in the spring, and that's when you're going to see them the most. Because uh, I mean, I think some of the freshmen on this team have been some of the best we've seen. Connor Lou, I think, has been playing like a top center in the country. Uh, and I think he definitely has earned honors for, I don't think, I, I don't know how the all American, I don't know what the, what the freshman all American team, like what the priorities are or the, the parameters are, if you have to have a certain amount of starts or whatever, but definitely Connor Lou, I think has probably earned a spot on a, on a freshman, on an all freshman team just from his level of play. And I think Keldrick Falk, I think that first drive against Arkansas, I think he had himself like two tackles. On that first drive, uh, he didn't have very many after that, but he definitely made his name heard on that first drive of the game uh, when the defense went out there. And then Caden Lee again had that great, great PBU, and Jeremiah Cobb got in a little bit and did not really see the field. He was kind of the you know kind of around the clock and kind of in the game, kind of back. But I mean, this freshman class is very, very good. Now I kind of leave it or like that for this game. Uh, we definitely have our grades on the Tuesday show. Uh, you could probably expect us expect some very high grades from us. I don't think that uh, we're going to have any low grades. I think they're all going to be B plus and higher. Uh, but overall, I very pleased with this win. Uh, it, it's hard to talk about it again. Like I said earlier, it's kind of hard to talk about a win in like long parameters of time because like okay we did all this right we did everything right we did this right we did this right we did this right can improve on this but so on and so forth so i kind of leave some room for y'all to ask some questions while i kind of like 
mumble on and mumble on uh, before I get out of here. But yeah, if y'all want to talk about Jimbo Fisher getting fired, because that's recent. Sam Pittman getting fired. Because I'm trying to remember, I don't know who Arkansas has in their recruiting class that Auburn even remotely uh, recruited. I'm trying to think of all, all the players who are going to start decommitting uh, from those schools. I don't think Arkansas has had a great recruiting class this time around, unless I'm just missing them. It's kind of hard to miss the pig logo, though. Let's see, Arkansas 23 in the class. Yeah, I, I don't know very many of these names. White Simmons, I think, is the only name that I've remotely ever heard a name coming like surrounding Auburn, like rumored Auburn. I think he was a linebacker. Auburn was really heavy on and they committed or we went for someone else. Then he committed to Arkansas. New head coaches for Arky and Texas A&M. Malzahn, I've already been hearing rumors for. I think Malzahn's probably going to be Arkansas's first call, which I think would be hilarious because uh, I, I know he's from Arkansas. He went to all, he coached at Auburn for a while. I don't know if Malzahn leaves. I don't know why you would want to leave Orlando to go to uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. So I, I don't see. Uh, I answer that question after I answer. I I do believe he was fired. I I think it was. I, I again, it's either he got fired or he is getting fired, and because that happened, those like two different storylines that happened throughout the day. But yeah, AJ, your question. A and M. I think they're going to go for Mike Elko at Duke. Uh, because of the ties. Uh, I know some people have been... I've heard people say Deion Sanders, which that would be hilarious, uh, but I don't think Deion's going to leave for Texas A&M unless they offer him a lot of money that Colorado cannot even think about paying him. Uh, Arkansas, I think realistically, and Teresa, you're going to hate me. You're going to hate me a lot. I do think Jeff Trailer might <laughs> be getting some calls from some places. Uh, I think A&M might try to stay in state and get Jeff Trailer just because he knows how to recruit the state of Texas. And that leaves Mike Elko to possibly go to go to Arkansas. So you could be- definitely load up on the, the – there's the there's the Teresa. Uh, let's see. So Pittman has been publicly fired, but behind the scenes, that is such speculation. Uh, I, he's he's not coming back. Uh, I think that's just clear. I, I think that's pretty – Obvious, but yeah, Teresa's not happy about that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, the best, one of the best coaches in the GO five definitely deserves a chance to move up a level. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of all the names of G five coaches who are going to get called up uh, soon. Jeff Trailer comes to my mind first, like I just said. Uh, Jamie Chadwell, maybe. I know he's having a great time over there, nine and zero at Liberty. So maybe Jamie Chadwell. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of other. John Conley. Uh, I don't know. I'd, is, I'm about to say Clay Helton, but I don't think Clay Helton is doing a great enough job over there, Georgia Southern, because they're he's trying to rebuild that school over there. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, six and four. Yeah, so Clay Helton, no, because <laughs> they're just rebuilding. So it doesn't really matter yet. Uh, Willie Fritz. I almost covered Willie Fritz. I don't know how I did. Uh, let's see. Uh, Auburn Dad. The Rehogsville podcast, a reliable source, Sam out. They want to announce it at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't either. Uh, 
even though they're, they're not bowl eligible. Uh, so I I don't know what you 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 kind of miss out on some easy weeks of trying to call around places. Because I mean, Michigan State was out there calling uh, Lance Leipold from Kansas after they fired Mel Tucker. So I mean, if you're gonna fire a coach, fire him right away. That way you have time to actually like make calls. And let's see. Teresa, do you really think after the mess with Jimbo, AM would take a chance on a G5 coach? Do they have the money to to hire someone from from a P5? I have heard a lot of Urban Meyer. I don't know if they go for I, I don't think you can. You, that, that's a higher chance. That's a higher risk uh, than just firing Jimbo Fisher leaves. I don't know why you'd go for Urban Meyer. Uh, I, I don't. Urban Meyer, I definitely think, is a good coach, a great coach. Correction, yeah, a great coach. Uh, but I don't think AM goes for Urban. They have. I don't know if they do. They have the. They have Bucky's. Okay, yeah, I guess you make makes makes sense. But they don't have a Bucky's. Auburn Dale is cool with the Bucky's. Just saying. I just. I don't think that they would. I think if they're going to go for a P5 guy, it's going to be Mike Elko at Duke. And that leaves probably Arkansas to go towards. Arkansas then would probably go for Jeff Trailer. then. That way they have a guy who can recruit from Texas and kind of ruin some of the Texas schools. I know Arkansas really hates Texas and Texas A&M and Oklahoma. And that kind of dip your toes into into the, the pool that is um, Texas recruiting. Because... That that's gonna be that's gonna be huge. Because then that I I think with that, I think Mississippi State is probably the only other school that might fire their head coach. Uh, that's pretty much it. South Carolina is gonna give Beamer another chance to kind of pick up some slack. I think Billy Napier is gonna play gonna coach for at least another year, unless his recruiting class just does not pan out. Heupel's fine. Drinkwitz might get an extension. Uh, Kirby, Nick Saban, not even going to joke about them. Hughes not going anywhere. Brian Kelly's not going anywhere. Like Kiffin's not going anywhere unless someone pays him a lot of money. Who am I? Am I leaving anybody? Mark Stoops? No, nah, they wouldn't fire him. But yeah, I think I think Mississippi State's probably the only other school that's going to fire somebody. I don't think State gives Arnett another year. I don't know why you would. He, he's not a – he's Mississippi State – they don't have the they don't have the resources the schools do. I'm just saying, but I don't think that they're willing to keep Zach Arnett another year as a head coach because they kind of I'm not gonna say it like that. Whenever, whenever Mike Leach passed, it happened at a time where they didn't really have a chance to kind of go for another coach. They kind of hired Zach Arnett as kind of like I don't want to say a panic move, but it kind of was a panic move. So if you fire, I've been saying all, all year long that if Zach Arnett gets fired, he might be the first guy to get fired as a head coach and then rehired as the coordinator at the same school. I think that's likely to happen uh, with Zach Arnett. I don't think that they, I don't think they keep Zach Arnett for another year as a head coach. Uh, Napier, I don't know if they, I think they got to give Napier his time. Uh, Florida definitely needs another year to kind of, develop under Napier. I think just overall his recruiting has been doing well enough to where he's going to get another year. I think they have what the number they have a very, I think they're like what two in the recruiting class for next year. And right now they are 
Did Florida drop in the 2025 poll? Or was that 24 that I'm confusing? Yeah, 24. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. They're fourth in, in the current recruiting class. I think that's high enough to where they're kind of going to give them a little bit longer of a leash. But if 2024, if they don't go bow, they don't go bowling or if they don't get like seven wins next year, then he's Napier's gone. Uh, but overall, I just I think Jimbo, Sam, and Arnett are the only coach head coaches going to get fired from the SEC. So, I mean, Teresa, you might go another year of of uh, of Jeff Trailer at UTSA. We might we might get to, but I don't think. He can he can sit at UTSA for too much longer before some of the other schools start to pick up on the fact that UTSA has been doing very well uh, for under <laughs> under Jeff Trailer. Uh, yeah, like Jimbo. Jimbo got an extra year because of his recruiting class, uh, and that's pretty much how it's going to go. If you can recruit well, it's going to take you time. Uh, Napier's been recruiting very well. It's going to take him time to develop that. I'm not saying because everyone's not like. Not like uh, Dabo Sweeney, who just strictly recruits out of the out of the high school realm. Uh, but overall, I mean, you got it. You got to rip the portal. If if Napier can turn it around, he'll get he'll get a couple more years. I think if he can, I don't know who's on the schedule next year. Do they play Georgia? Maybe I didn't. Know, I think they play Georgia because they're like a rival uh, of theirs. But yeah, you're gonna have to give Napier a chance. You can't. Also, they see who do you else could who. Uh, if I could read, who else do I see on the chopping block? Uh, I'd have to look around. So uh, I think starting off, first one come to my mind, not Mike Brown. I almost said Mike Brown. Um, I think Virginia's coach is playing himself out of a hot seat. Uh, Virginia Tech, maybe Virginia Tech. I, I'm trying to remember which one had the. I gotta, I gotta look up some of these because I, I'm just blabbing of vomit of the mouth is what's happening. Uh, Virginia Tech, they're five and five. They might fire theirs. Uh, West Virginia, I think they've played themselves out of firing their head coach, uh, Neil Brown. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Of all the teams that I could think of that had high expectations to have fallen out of the polls, which might help if I just look at the AP poll from week one. So let me try that out. Uh, let's see. AP poll week one. Let's see. Tulane, no. Duke, no. Ole Miss, no. Wisconsin, no. Oklahoma, no. Let me say no. USC, no. <laughs> USC's not firing Ali can rally. He just fired the defensive coordinator. Um actually, I do have one looking around. Uh James Franklin might be on the hot seat. I think James Franklin definitely a guy who is going to be on the hot seat at the end of the season. Uh just cannot ever beat. Ohio State or Michigan, so that's always going to hurt your uh, hurt you right there. Uh, Baylor, I think Dave Aranda maybe might get fired. Uh, I don't know if he will. I think has Baylor been playing well? Am I? Am I been? 
Am I wilding on that? I think Baylor started to pick up some slack after they played started off bad, unless I'm just not remembering properly. Three and seven. No, okay, Dave, Dave Randa's gone. <laughs> there you go. So Dave Aranda. I think James Franklin's gonna get the boot. And I think that's the big names that might go. I don't think anybody else is really gonna be from a contender that's been around. I definitely think if you're looking at teams that have won recently, James Franklin, Dave Aranda, two guys who are probably going to get, get the boot later on. Uh, maybe Trailer should just leave now. Now that Harris will be gone. He looked out on him as a quarterback going to be hard to replace Harris. You're not wrong. Frank Harris, definitely a very good quarterback. Uh, yeah, I guess it wouldn't hurt to leave whenever your best quarterback you've had in a hot minute leave. Uh, Penn State might give him more chance to expand the conferences. No, he ain't. No, they ain't. If they if he can't beat Michigan and Ohio State with the best team they've had since he's been there, I don't think he can beat. I don't. I don't think he can beat US. Uh, he probably can't beat USC. USC is very beatable because they don't have a defense. But I don't think they can beat Oregon. I don't think they can beat Washington. They, those are those. You're you're allowing two pow, like powerhouses to come into your your conference and you're a step behind of the two top tier teams, Washington and Oregon have been two of the top teams in the country. I, I think if you want Penn state to become a, a contender in the, in the national realm and the big 10 realm, I think you've got to find another coach outside of, uh, outside of uh, Franklin. Uh, if he tried he, t- he tried to blame it on Ron Roberts, but it was Aranda that was the problem. I, the thing is, I liked Aranda as a coach. I think he did a very good job at LSU and definitely saw that. I thought he was going to – he turned – he was gonna, he's a good coach for a little bit. I guess Ron Roberts going to help that with that. But I, I I would take the chance on Aranda as a, like a defensive coordinator target somewhere or even as a head coach somewhere else. I think he did a good job of recruiting. I just don't know what happened to Baylor as a whole. Uh, Chris Ball at Miami is a hot seat. I don't think Chris Ball is on the hot seat. I really don't. Because I'm I'm high. I'm higher on Miami than most uh, other people are. But six and four uh, with close losses to Florida State. Uh, you got the win over. The only thing that's really hurting uh, his case is that Georgia Tech loss and the NC State loss. But he lost close to Clint, to North Carolina, who was the top twelve team at the time, and then the close loss to Florida State. If he doesn't go bowling this year, maybe. But I think that I I think my I think Crystal Ball's fine. I think he's he's also recruiting very well as well. Uh, I think he's got the he's got the number twelve class in the country, and I think they're also recruiting very highly for the twenty five class as well. Uh, they're 22, so never mind. But 24 before class, he's he's done very well, uh, getting up that high. I think Miami's also in a very like in a re- rebuilding process. Uh, so definitely give Crystal Ball probably another year before he's really on on the hot seat. But clearly, Ron Roberts was the problem. He's definitely a gain for us. Yeah, Ron Roberts has been probably the best non the the best coordinator hire was definitely Ron Roberts. Because uh, I don't honestly, I don't know. I would love to see the actual like schematics behind it. I don't know how much. Uh, 
I don't know how much play calling Phil Montgomery has done in a few weeks. If he has it done any, I think Hugh Freeze has been doing a lot of the play calling as of late, unless Phil Montgomery has been finally stepped up and, and turned into a great play caller, but I don't know. Uh, but let's see, I'll, I'll, I'll probably stay around until, until seven. So y'all kind of just hit up some, any more questions. If it kind of goes dead, I'll end it whenever it gets dead. Uh, but yeah, Auburn recording very well. Miami recording very well. Uh, Penn state hot seat, Baylor hot seat, uh, and empty seat at Texas A&M. Uh, Robin Robertson, Caddy are the best two coach coach are the best two on this coaching staff. As I freeze, um, I will say, are you forgetting about Zach Etheridge and Crime Dog? Because those two are probably our top recruiters uh, on the staff in general. So I don't want to. I, I don't don't sleep on those two, and don't forget Ben Agamayo, uh for the tight ends. Has been recruiting very well. Uh, I'm trying to. Jake Thornton has turned this offensive offensive line into a good one after weeks. Uh, I think everyone on this coaching staff has definitely stepped up. And I would love to see how many of them can be retained because I would love a lot of them to be retained uh, going to next year, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but, yeah, I think I might just cut it a little short. If anybody throws any questions up there, I'll try to answer it as I'm getting ready to do the outro. Uh, I'll look around. I'll let y'all know if any of uh, on the Tuesday show who won the prediction uh, challenge uh, last week. Uh, got one. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of the – everyone predicted close scores, so it's kind of hard for me to pick uh, <laughs> Pick from everybody who did close scores. I see Auburn dead for life. So who do you see leaving out – like wire, what wide receivers do I see leaving for the portal? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'm trying to think that down the stretch. I think maybe... I don't think Camden Brown leaves. We have a lot of seniors that transferred in for their last year of eligibility. That's that's the kicker with me. Uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr., maybe? He's the first one that came to my mind. Uh, that's really it? I don't think Auburn is at risk of losing. Oh, or they might be. That's just me not really knowing. Uh, trying to look around. Uh, I don't think Amari Kelly. Coy Moore, I don't think can transfer. He might be able to. Uh, I don't think Auburn's going to need a lot of transfer outs at wide receivers from like big name like for players that we know, I think Camden Brown might stay another year. Uh, Caleb Burton can't transfer. Javarius Johnson is, I believe, on his last year of eligibility. Is he a senior? Yeah. Uh, he's on his last year, I don't think. He might be. No, I have no idea. Maybe he is. Uh, but even that Barr has been a huge pick, has been a huge player, even when he's not getting targets. Uh, Jay Fair has been outstanding. Uh, Shane Hooks, I think, is on his last year. Malcolm Johnson Jr., Mari Kelly, probably the only two that I can really think of that might be potential transfer outs. But also, I I don't know, so I don't I don't want to. I'm not going to quote myself on that. Uh, that's just two guesses, I would say. Uh, I don't think we're going to see very many wide receivers that uh, 
got targets uh, leaving the portal. Uh, defensively, I don't know either. Might see a few. Uh, I, I think this might be this might age poorly. This might be the slowest transfer out year Auburn's had in a, in a couple of years, and that's that's not. Even, I don't think that's a hot take. I think it's the fact that you didn't want to play for the play for the potato man, and you couldn't get playing time for Hughes. So maybe just transfer out, maybe see where else you go. I wish the best for anybody that transfers, if anybody's even thinking about it. Uh, but I don't think we're going to see a lot of transfer outs. Uh, which I think is a very good thing. Retention is one of the best parts of of college football uh, to get your team back to where it needs to get your team where it needs to be to win games. Retention of players is one of the best things to do for your uh, on your staff. But with that, I'll wrap up the show there. Of course, I'm Dylan Lark at Ebola Tank on Twitter slash X. So follow me there. Also, give me an Instagram at Dylan Lark at D Y L E N L E R C K. And of course, if you want to follow us right in the college loop, you have us literally everywhere: TikTok, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter slash X, all at the college loop. Yes, except quarterback might see a couple quarterbacks leave from this current roster. And, of course, we'll be back on the Tuesday show to talk more about this game, give our grades, give our predictions for some other co- potential commits, talk about those commits, I'd tell you about what they add to this team, and, of course, pick our winner for the prediction challenge. But, of course, if you're tired of seeing our faces, completely, completely get it. You can go listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. But of course, all that being said, I almost forgot. Hold on a minute. Before anyone leaves, hold on a minute. I got this real quick. Go buy your own feeling loopy t-shirt on the warreport.com. Go to the shop. Link in the description for these shirts. Only $25. Most comfortable shirt you will ever wear in your entire life. The Christmas season is coming up after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, by the way. After Thanksgiving. So, put your own feeling loopy shirt under the Christmas tree for your friends and family. Cause that thing would be a better gift for your friends and family than your, than their own feeling loopy t-shirt. And of course, whenever you get your shirt, put it up on Twitter, hashtag feeling loopy Instagram as well. I think Facebook has hashtags. If it does do that tag us in it. So we definitely will see it or DM us, email it to us, whatever you got to do, make sure we get it and we'll shout you out on the show. But of course with all of that and everything being said, we are so thankful for y'all and all that y'all do for us. Without you, we do not have this show. We are currently at 671 subscribers, and we appreciate every single one of y'all that listen to the show whenever y'all can. And with all of that being said, this has been the College Loop pregame show. And I'm finding the outro, so give me one second. There we go. College Loop. That's a College Loop postgame reaction show. There we go.